Hey guys, this is Dick from Dick and Skippy. Hey guys, this is Dick from Dick and Skippy. Uh, today's show was recorded and broadcasted live on March 20th, 2020. Uh, and it was a great show. We had Kevin Brady, U.S. Representative, call in and talk about what's going on with our, our community and also the nation with the coronavirus. All spectrums were covered, pretty much. And we hope to get him back soon and update us. It was a great phone call. And then we also had Krista Fabregas uh, come in and talk about the U.S. Census, which is going on right now. And we'll learn about how you can do take part of the census and what's going on, information, what kind of questions they ask, all that good stuff. Uh, for next week, we clearly uh, – not clearly – we do not have anyone booked. So if you want to be a guest or anything like that, contact us at dickandskippy at gmail.com, Facebook, all that kind of stuff. We'd love to have you on. And especially for next week, our goal is to kind of update the community about what businesses are doing, how are they open, how are they operating. And also we want to hear about what some people are doing when with the quarantine, the self-quarantine, and, you know, that kind of stuff. So we're always looking for people to come in. I hope you guys enjoy today's show. And, of course, we all know uh, the show is sponsored uh, by important people. <laughs> yes, that's right. Uh, we got Bean Punk Coffee. Uh, located in downtown Conroe, serving delicious drinks and coffee and stuff like that. And then we also have Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Uh, visit them online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com. They do small to medium-sized businesses for schedule cleaning and one-time cleaning. And then, of course, we have C3 Productions, who does all of our production stuff. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's show. Thanks for tuning in to Dick and Skippy in the morning. Hey, guys, Connor from the Ticket Stub, and you are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. We are born to be kings with a Hey, good morning. Nine o'clock on the dot yes. on a Friday morning here. A rainy Friday morning in historic downtown Conroe. You're listening to Dick and Skippy in the mornings. I'm the aforementioned Skippy. With me is Dick. Hello, good morning. Dick, the uh, the main man and running the board. Hold on, let me turn this down so I can let the world know. Yeah, we're um, on FacebookLive.com, so it's Dick and Skippy. IRLoneStar.com, our app for your uh, Google and Apple. And then, of course, uh, Worldwide IRLoneStar. Conroe's FM 104.5, one. How about that? There we go. So how do you know we're live right now? Easy. I can tell you that it is raining outside. It's 70 degrees in Conroe. It's going to get up to all the way up to 71 uh, with rain Pretty much all day and all night. So yeah, for the next forecast. four days, it looks like. Yeah. Off and on. Maybe it'll wash down some of this stuff. I'm a little concerned because yesterday we had an excitement next door. Uh, the Crichton was working on their new building. So there have been some extensive, extensive renovations going on with the historic Crichton Theater, which was yeah. built almost 90 years ago with like a vaudeville theater, and it's the home to stay dry. We made the paper, the local paper, man. Dude. Yeah, because we're so far away from the Courier, which is <laughs> on the other side of the tracks, literally. Right. And, uh, yeah, so you can check out, visit the yourconroenews.com. You see a little... So I, I saw some photos. So our building where our studio is housed, next door to us is a shop called The Branding Iron. Mm -hmm. And next to that was it's an open room because of storm from, I think it was Harvey? Yeah. It tore off the was roof. building, they turned into kind of like an a glorified alleyway yeah. like between the buildings that they tore it off. but apparently 
something happened and I wasn't there. Now it's raining, so now it's gonna probably we're probably gonna go under. So here something in a bit. shifted, right? So something shifted and like the wall came down. Or, yeah, it, so. was, it was scary. I was in here. I was in the building. I was in our the studio. Now, didn't you have like some firefighter running towards you saying, "Get yeah. out!" Well, he, like the. It was one of those things where it's better to be safe than sorry. And me, of course, I was like, well, when can I go back to work? I'm like, it's over there. It's not over here. We're good. We're good, right? No, <laughs> I'm 15 maybe. feet away. So the city of Connor responded really well, and they they, they tackled it. And I, I, I did make a joke to one of the officers, like, we need to practice safe dif- distancing here. Everyone's getting too close. And they, they enjoyed it. But uh, then they, of course, got helmet to helmet and started working on stuff. And I'm like, I mean, because the firefighters had to get on the little crane, mm-hmm. go over. And I'm like, they're not doing the safe distancing. There's three people in the little little deal. All right. Well, I'm glad you're you're okay, my friend. Yeah. It'd be really boring well, if it's a Skippy show. I, I do want to let folks know we have a special guest coming up here in a few seconds. We got to connect our phone calls. We have uh, we have U.S. Representative Kevin Brady. Con- yeah, Congressman phone. Kevin Brady. Yeah. Uh, I got I went on the Wikipedia because mm-hmm. I knew you were going to give me a hard time, and it said U.S. Representative. Yeah. I was like, from, I'm going to go with that. Right. I'm going to go with House. that. I'm not going to. Complicate it with any other numbers. <laughs> I'm like, this is Congressman what I'm say. Kevin Brady, who's the congressman for this area, eighth congressional district, will be on the phone for a few minutes uh, with some updates, and we're going to ask him a couple of questions. Yeah. Uh, if you have a question, please put it into our comments. I don't we know. Will well, he's got to go. That's what I'm saying. He's got a short amount of time. It's, we have a hard stop, so we're going to try to start early, get in as much information as possible. So why don't we take our break now? Let's let's so take it now. Going. Um, so we're uh, don't go away yeah. and spread the word because after this later on we've got someone from the U.S. Census coming in as well. That's right. We got a busy day today. Yep. You listen, Dick and Skippy. Don't forget we're broadcasting live on IRLoneStar.com and then of course Facebook.com/slash Dick and Skippy to watch us. We're gonna be here all the way till eleven o'clock. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. A Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station at IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936 647 3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. Want to check out the fastest growing sport in the world? It's right here in Conroe, Texas, and it's Roller Derby. Conroe Roller Derby is a nonprofit recreational league of women and men who want you to come and check out the fast paced, hard hitting game of roller derby. The Conroe Cutthroats practice at Rainbow Roller Rink on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays. You can find our game schedule and more information on our website, www.conroerollerderby.com. 
The Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service has been dedicated to educating Texans for over a century. In 1915, the Extension Program was established under the federal Smith-Lever Act to deliver university knowledge and agricultural research findings directly to the people. Ever since, AgriLife Extension Programs have addressed the emerging issues of the day, serving diverse populations across the state. Texans turn to Extension for solutions in horticulture, agriculture, 4-H and youth, and family and consumer sciences. Extension agents respond not only with answers, but also with resources and services that result in significant returns on investment to boost the economy. Join us Fridays at 1 o'clock for the AgriLife Extension Hour. Hey, we're back. Take, took a short break. We appreciate it. We're getting the phone line set up here, and we'll be uh, live with Congressman Kevin Brady in just a moment here. You are listening to Dick and Skippy in the mornings with allergies yeah. flying through the air. <clears throat> but as far as we can tell, uh, Dick and I, sorry, uh, are corona-free. Spray your mouth with that sanitizer. Yeah. Hold on. I'm about to gargle with the uh, hand sanitizer. Yeah. No, it, it's allergies that's, that's nailing me. As far as Dick and I can tell, we are coronavirus-free. Um Fingers crossed. Although this morning, I, I have to say, I was pumping gas, you know. You're becoming self-aware, aren't you? Yeah, I became very aware that after I pumped gas and then got in the car, and I was like, oh, I got a hangnail, and got it, you know, almost bit on it. It's like okay. I could have given myself coronavirus. All right, so we got someone on the phone. That's enough, right. Enough about your daily routine. Enough about here. that. We have uh, Congressman Kevin Brady on the phone with us live. How are you doing today, sir? Hey, good morning. How are you? Well, so it's far, fine. not yeah. dying, so that's a good, <laughs> that's a good sign. Yeah. Well, uh, question. Look, this is a big challenge. Go ahead. Oh, we're really excited to have you on because I know we have you on for a short time, but we got some questions for you, and I, uh, sure. I think we'll start with my. I have a question that my wife's a nurse, and she's been working, you know, doing things like that, and we've had a lot of people contact the station, and we've been putting out information about different things going on, like local businesses, what are they doing, what are families doing. Uh, one of the big questions I know you guys are working over in Washington is what here in the community should we be looking for when it comes to the government providing a service a bit like uh, support or anything like that because there's a lot of talk going on but we don't really know what's going on as a community in a sense so where should yeah. we be looking so, so the, the great question thanks for asking that so first uh, look to yourself uh the biggest uh impact on limiting the spread of this disease will come from you and me those who are healthy and low risk. It turns out that if we distance ourselves and practice that personal hygiene, as simple as that sounds, we can dramatically flatten the curve uh, on this coronavirus. This, this is a virus that loves crowds and hates the elderly. It uses one to get to the other. And so unlike, you know, we've had 10 um, global health crises like this over the last couple of de decades. America has always done well because we pulled together. It turns out this one's different, so pulling together actually means pulling apart here over the next few weeks. If we do that right, um, we can dramatically slow uh, this disease. The second is the local government. I've been so impressed with the, with the federal, the state, and local governments, county judges, emergency response teams, and the local hospitals because they are moving quickly and preparing for the worst. So obviously right now, you know, uh, county judge and others have been restricting how people are, um, uh, join together so we can slow the spread. They're also accelerating the testing 
through drive-through testing is what they're aiming to do shortly here in, in Montgomery County. And, and Houston's opens up today. Uh, the hospitals have been preparing and nursing homes have been restricting visitors because that's a very vulnerable uh, place for people. Uh, and so it's just, it's just been an all-hands-on-deck effort, and I've really been pleased with the cooperation between, you know, Congress, uh, the federal government, uh, Governor Abbott, and the Texas uh, government, and then our local leaders have been terrific. Well, with with the impact of, or I guess the quick impact of people reacting to what the government, the government and uh, local representation has been telling us, I know a lot of the underlying things that are being on the basis on the back of everyone's mind of certain like uh, financial impact. What about their jobs? Yeah. And I know that's a yeah. that's a big thing that individually everyone's going through a different version of that. And when it comes down to you, like you said, we got to keep the, the this it's between you and me. We got to keep our distances and things like that. But what can you tell folks is, you know, the government's going to be here tomorrow. So if we're being impacted today at certain elements reacting to this crisis, what can what can people look for towards when it comes to the government? Like, say, like, you know, I think we're. Yeah. No, great question. The um, obviously, you know, the number of tests have accelerated dramatically. So have the per, uh, protective gear that our healthcare providers need to administer those tests. The number of labs, uh, now private, uh, many private labs that have sprung up to be able to handle those tests, all of that has really accelerated over the last week. Um, uh, so has the, uh, the number of vaccines that are shortly being tested. And then right now, too, uh, because there isn't a, a specific treatment for this coronavirus, and that's not unusual in a new virus, you know, the government has accelerated about six of them, testing them that have worked before in other uh, cases like in Ebola, trying to figure out if they can provide temporarily, temporary relief for those who actually um, have severe symptoms. And so, again, there is at every level, a, I think, a concerted effort to try to stop the spread, treat those symptoms. And now in Congress, uh, we're taking up our third emergency aid bill. This one focused on the economy. And the Senate just, uh, Republicans just uh, introduced it uh, last night. Uh, we, Ways and Means Committee, does a lot of the economic issues and, and all the tax issues. And that package is a trillion dollars, but it's focused on families, getting them the financial help they need, including uh, tax rebates of about $1,200 a person to help them through, sort of ride out uh, this, uh, this challenge until we can rebound, help poor small businesses to keep their workers, uh, to keep their business operating, because right now, as you know, many businesses are shut down. Some, the government has said, if you're not essential, close down. So we've got to do everything we can to help those small businesses ride it out as well. And then, of course, final point, we've got some big industries, as you know, whether it's airlines or tourism or or hospitals or restaurants or cruise lines, huge industries employing literally hundreds of thousands of, of U.S. workers who are going to need some loans, some financing to get them through, again, this crisis, ride it out, get ready so that we can rebound in a big way this year. So, 
yeah, there is a ton. There's a ton going on right now, and I'm focused both on helping our local uh, and state um, uh, leaders address this, but also help small businesses and workers um, get through this challenge. Congressman, you raised a good point with um, you said earlier about uh, essential services, and a question I have about that is: you know, people have been attempting to follow the CDC suggested guidelines. Uh, I, I know as a, as a business owner, as well as someone who's heavily involved in like the local arts, so like theaters are, are having to deal with that, their service or event-related businesses. Um, but like, uh, for instance, uh, you know, my daughter-in-law in the healthcare industry, but doesn't provide actual healthcare services, you know, she's administrative, uh, was told, you know, come in or else, even though they just got, I'm not trying to make it personal, but my question is, when does the suggested guidelines end and maybe a government mandate of hunker down because you know like during hurricane season county judge ed emmett said hunker down do this but no one got arrested if they hopped in front of the people getting out of town yeah so i think um one look i'm not sure you can just mandate a one-size-fits-all um order right now Mm -hmm. just because things are moving quickly you've got to really rely on businesses uh healthcare organizations local leaders to just make some common sense decisions that are right uh, for their community. Um, I think everyone's trying to do exactly that. Certainly California, Pennsylvania shut down all non-essential businesses. California is, is almost shutting down the entire state. You know, local leaders need to make the right decision for them. But I think the, the truth is if we all act differently this time, you know, and, socially distance and, and remove ourselves, I, I'm just I, I'm just convinced this can be a short but very sharp uh, downturn. We can limit the number of elderly and vulnerable who get sick from this and work our way through it. Um, it, it some of it will come from the government, no question, uh, and decision-making there, but a lot of it's going to be how you and I react ourselves. Last question for me before I turn it back over to Dick, Congressman, is uh, what separates this? As you said, we've had many crises over the years where, you know, Ebola is going to kill us, bird flu is going to kill us, H1N1, swine flu, Spanish, you know. What separated this one and the extreme response to this one that just wasn't there before? Yeah, I think because uh, so much was unknown at the beginning uh, when this originated in China and the spike in fatalities – was so much sharper and deeper than in past uh, global health challenges. You know, the, uh, in the H1N1, known as the swine flu, we ultimately had over 60 million Americans infected. We lost 12,000 of our brothers and sisters around the country. Um, the fear, I think, has been that so far the fatality rate has been dramatically higher uh, in the coronavirus than in any of those uh, more modern history uh, health crises uh, globally, um, and so much wasn't known at the outset. I think now that more is known, you know, the president in December made the decision to limit travel from China and other countries to keep try to keep those cases from coming into the U.S. Now the focus obviously is on limiting the cases inside U.S. And that's why you're seeing the decisions by governors, mayors, uh, and others about how best to handle it within their region. But I think that's the fear. I Look, I, I believe that while cases are going to rise 
here over the next few weeks as testing becomes more broadly available. I think the number of cases may arise, um, but I think we'll get a better handle uh, on protecting the vulnerable. Um, and I think knowing that people being assured, uh, I think I have symptoms, I need to get a test after our visit with my, uh, with my doctor, healthcare provider, I think that too is going to sort of calm the waters going forward. Well, I know you got to get going pretty soon, but I got two quick questions I think you can answer. Yeah. Is Number one is people listening here in the community in Montgomery County, where should they be paying attention to defining new information? Because there's a lot of different <laughs> outlets out there. Where can I find, like, you know, this is what we need to do? Is it Should it be local or is it national? So where should people so be looking? Well, besides listening to you. Oh, yeah, yeah. thank that, you. Uh, We're going to get that on tape. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, uh, a combination of sources. One, you know, we've got in Montgomery County, we've got a website set up through uh, Judge Keel's office that's very helpful. The state has uh, a site as well. Uh, and then, of course, the national sites, the CDC, the Food and Drug Administration. Our office, if you come, if you come to our website, um, uh, Representative Kevin Brady, we've got an awful lot of information there, uh, including the new bills that have just passed Congress and how they might help you. Okay, and the second question is how can people uh, reach out? Do you encourage folks who are going through this? Uh, do, do they reach out to your office? Should it be something yeah. that is that's yeah. important to hear their voice, see all, what's going on with them? All our offices are working full-time, okay. uh, both in Washington and our two Texas offices in Conroe and uh, Huntsville. Email us, uh, phone in. If you've got questions, we'll do our very best to, to answer them. Uh, we are spending an awful lot of time helping our state and local responders in our healthcare community and small business community, but we will always take time to answer your question. If we don't have it, you know, we'll try to direct it some, to someone who can. All right. Well, great. Thank you so much for calling in, Kevin, uh, Mr. Brady. Or, no, or US <laughs> Congressman. Congressman, I guess that's the... Kevin uh, work. Uh, and, I, you know, if you want to come back on and let us update, because I know a lot of things are going to be rolling out, I imagine, for the next couple of weeks here in the United yeah. States. Now, you are, uh, you are out in D.C. right now, right? No, 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 I'm here in Texas. Oh, okay. So Are we, you floating yeah, uh, so, back and forth? Yeah, so, yeah, I didn't move to, to uh, Washington. We live here in Montgomery County. I just commute to work each week, but clearly we're not commuting these days. So, gotcha. Um, yeah, we're here, we're here in Montgomery County. All right, well, uh, practice that social distancing. And uh, for everyone <laughs> listening do. in, we just had Kevin Brady on, so make sure to, you can rewind it on Facebook, all that good stuff. So, uh, Con Congressman, thank you so much for calling in. We'll talk to you later, okay? Thanks. Take care. Thank you. So that was Congressman Brady. I think we're going to take a quick break. We don't have to. Oh, we don't? I mean, I, You're I'm, good? I'm the magician over Are here. Are you the magician? And Dick is the magician. So that was Congressman Kevin Brady. Uh, thanks to a listener, Jay, who, who piped up uh, – uh, during the conversation where uh, Jay says, uh, big businesses will require rules, regulations, and restrictions. And that's actually good writing. It's a rule of three with an alliteration. So you, you I don't know, know what that means. You just okay. went over my head. A rule of three is really good in like comedy or drama or something where you have uh, three okay. instances. Okay. Um, okay. And then alliteration to go with that. And so we have rules, regulations, and restrictions. They're all power words to well played, Jay. Uh, big business will require rules, regulations, and restrictions on future planning for major events. I-E, uh, which means it-est, which is Latin, um, 
future planning for major events, i.e. stock buybacks, et cetera, if they get a bailout from the government. So I think what uh, Jay is saying well, here what's interesting is uh, that – like, well, The reason I'm saying mm-hmm. this personally, my father always told me, he's like, always make sure you have operating costs for the next three months. No matter what. It's easy to say that. And a lot of huge, I actually think once we're on the far side of this and the presidential campaigns kick back up, the the, the narrative has suddenly changed. Yeah. That this has, for whatever reason, political, geopolitical, whatever, it's affected us, everybody. Well, do you think the biggest effect on that level are the employee effect? Because basically, I mean... It, to make money for certain businesses, you have to produce a product and you have to deliver that product, and basically that's halted. All three steps or whatever has been well, halted. yeah, it's a it's a chain reaction, as it were. If I don't go into work or if I get suddenly laid off or temporarily laid off, yeah. I'm in a u- unique position right now. I'm on my own business, so I'm not at the whims of a boss, but I'm at the whims of my clients. And I yeah. say whims, not you know, I'm at the the their mercy, as as it were. If I if they don't give me something to produce for, I don't get money. Mm-hmm. If I don't get money, it's suddenly hard to pay my, you know, groceries or, or rent. Can you imagine I'm- making uh, in the '40s making uh, Swinger uh, sewing machines, and then you get a phone call and be like, "We're going to need you to make 1911 4A handguns for us." Well, and that's the what President Trump did the other day by like invoking that on. act, which almost never gets invoked, but is basically saying we get to commandeer your – well, we get to direct your facilities into the greater make good. Make masks and make all that kind of stuff. Well, I'm just saying it's kind of funny to me. Like you're making sewing machines, and then the next week you show up like, oh, you're closed for a week? Why? He's like, oh, we're remodeling. We're, got to, we're, we're making something different. What are we making? Making guns. Well, the sewing machine plays, you know, fabric stores like now you're making parachutes. Now, yeah. or no, uniforms. no, they made. You didn't know about that? Oh yeah, yeah. Because those guns go for like a hundred grand now. There it you was go. Made by is it Swinger? Is it Swinger? Singer. 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 Yeah. So those were kind of uh, that was an interesting thing to me to learn about where we mass produced all that because I was thinking about mass producing and I started just kind of looking up when else did we have made decisions like this where we're now making businesses change their their model and you know of course they get guaranteed pay from the government and stuff like that. And that was, to me, the biggest drastic one. I was like, you know, one day you're making sewing machines, and the next day you're making right. handguns. Now, for those of you who are tuning in, I noticed that at long last, my son has finally tuned in. Welcome to the show. Well, he's that desperate. Yeah. Uh, that, he's if that you're that bored. desperate for information. But uh, if you're just tuning in, uh, we have talked to uh, Congressman Kevin Brady. Uh, don't forget that this is a live video, but you can rewind it. We post it. We podcast it sure on I, YouTube. I button yeah so definitely uh, there's some good information on that uh thank you to the new listeners coming in and don't go away uh dick and i have resolved to stay on the air every day that we can um we're the, bringing people in bring uh, people in about what's we've going had on. medical personnel we had uh megan the other day she was the public information officer from the office of emergency management and homeland security uh we've had uh, medical doctors in uh so we like to uh, you know entertain but we also like to inform and educate. I want to get people in that talk about the financial stuff of what's going well, on. Well, that that's going to be next. That's what in the media business they call the B story. Right now, the A story is is, is numbers. Safe. Yeah, yeah, the, the numbers, the immediacy. Oh, so I got a conspiracy theory for you. Okay, I already had this conversation with my so wife is, about this. This is but. my own view. Okay, right, so this doesn't reflect the radio station. And you know me, I love conspiracy theories, and I think it's a lot of fun to to daydream about them. And my conspiracy theory is now within five years. We're going to be marked. Like the beast? We're going to get either... Well, I've been looking at the text. So basically, you either get... There's a translucent 
tattoos you can get or chipped. Is this like the number of the beast thing? Well, it's like because you got the vaccine. They want to make sure, and they'll do like a, they'll do an individual Okay, you know in the X Files they had the whole yeah. the BCG scar yeah. thing that that was a I'm whole alien you. thing. I, well, because I was because <laughs> I love reading about this stuff, and apparently Bill Gates has been you know been very popular in the past month about because he's been talking about how to handle these things and how mm-hmm. to track it. And that was one. He has a company uh, that he's involved with called ID2020.com. I think it's .com. Uh, but it's ID2020. And it, ta- it didn't just flat out say, hey, we're going we're gonna to mark you. But it's like it's important to have this information. We have a digital tracking. So digital tracking can mean a lot of things. It could be your phone. It could be your thumbprint. You know, it could be a lot of things. But that's my theory is we're going to get marked. And it might not, and it might not happen like, you know, my, grandpa, my grandfather's time. Hey, we're going to get marked with a triple A. I don't know. I, I well, because you know, this. new listeners understand that Dick and I are convinced that the American Automobile Association, which really? actually came to existence three years before cars actually no, did, that's a whole other uh, before automobiles that's came out, uh, is the Illuminati. That there is a grand master plan by well, being propagated by. You got to make decisions, and that that because to me, it's you asked that good question to Kevin Brady about you Thank know you. comparing this to other things yeah, that right. happen, and I. I Dealing with not dealing, sorry, that's the wrong way of putting that. Uh, with my wife, it's she seems on it, like she's worried about it, which is a good thing, mm-hmm. and she's trying her best to do what is best for her job. Meaning, like she'll she knows the risks, she knows all that stuff, and I know like right now she's worried because there's the masks and things are not right. Like, no, I, I think we were caught. Unprepared, which is a well, natural not unpreparedness. That. It wasn't that. It was not long lines of the CDC is changing the mark, the line. Exactly. When they decide to do these and decisions. No one has 350 million tests for a thing that doesn't exist beyond six months ago lying around a warehouse for, you know, these. Well, we had to go to the created. black market to get her one. To get a mask? Yeah. Well, well, that's the thing. That's actually what the black market is for because when you you don't have a certain level of materials or testing kits or whatever available, especially when this particular coronavirus didn't exist six months ago. You know, it does, you can't prepare for, for everything. So well, it's, it's the response yeah. factor of it. But I want to go back to, um, you know, what I, what I talked with uh, Congressman Brady briefly about. It's a lot of employees are at the whims of their employers right now. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about, I, I, I didn't, give my cutesy response to where GameStop has listed themselves as an essential service, an See, essential why, retail. That makes me think they're transporting stuff they shouldn't be transporting. Like a mob front? Well, because, I mean, why Why do you need to have brick-and-mortar stores stay open unless there's something going between the stores? Well, for GameStop, it's because this is their bread. Basically, say everyone's got to be in their house for, Video for three weeks, four weeks. Yeah. It's this. They could pay their bills for the next ten years if they play right. So of course they're going to view themselves as essential. But That's for strange. every person that gets called in, now we're talking about healthcare. As we said, you know, we've got your wife who's a nurse who is on it. She's fully aware. I was very blasé about coronavirus until we had Doctor uh, Rahimi Rahim and Rahimi in. And saying, yeah, people you really need to watch out for. Don't get in contact with an elderly person who's got COPD. And that just described my mother. So, of course, from that moment on, my poor mother has just been, I, I, we know I've, got, excuse. I've got like an eight-foot rule. I'll, I'll give her her. Oh, you saw that video with Mel Brooks and his son, did you? Right. That was pretty funny. Yeah. And so, you know, I myself didn't take it seriously until it took a chance. Which, on ironically, he wrote a bunch of zombie books. Yeah, so Mel Brooks' that... uh, son wrote World War Z. Yeah, well, so. which started off it was a zombie survival guide, and then he wrote World War Z. Yeah, it's pretty. Interesting. I like that. That was funny. 
But uh, but let's talk about the employees who are. Let's say I work for GameStop and I'm I'm worried about my mom. I think you. He's saying my boss is saying come in or else. Well, that's one thing I'm, I'm interested in is you know some folks depend on making money, in a sense of like in like during this time some people work paycheck to paycheck and rents due at the end of the month, and these GameStop employees are like, all right, well, and especially think about the HEB employees where. Like the Sacker is probably what eighteen years old, seventeen years and old, and then you got the Waterburger employees bringing HEB employees food. Yeah, so for, I mean, I don't really know if there's a right answer to that kind of stuff. No, I, it's I think a big it's thing, and that's what I'm saying. I think the conversation sense. is going to change. We can judge the businesses, we can boycott them, we can say GameStop sucks, but we already know GameStop's a pawn shop. So I mean, like you're gonna tell me they don't have shady dealings? And on one end, it's easy to say. Uh, you know, I've I've dealt with some people on Facebook about uh, in the last week some theaters tried to stay open and someone's like, oh, you're just trying to kill people. And my response was, no. In the history of the universe, no one has ever attended the theater at gunpoint. No one yeah. has ever said, you must see this play or I will kill your family. So it's all volunteer. But as, as it progresses, as it progresses, it, it will see the other side of that. I'm not forced to go to GameStop, so I can be very blase about that and say, well, you well, know. most gamers who are, but who it's are the true people gamers working. know they can download games. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's the thing that my son turned me on to? Stream? Steam. Steam. Steam, Steam. Oh. yeah. If I just need a better computer well, to I mean, handle it. I mean, I don't really know where the GameStop world lies now with, like, young gamers. Because I remember back in the day, what I liked about it was you could trade in a couple games that you're never going to play ever again, and you get some money so you can use that money to buy games. Because I was a young kid. I didn't have a... I worked at Kroger or whatever. Like I wasn't. Games were sixty dollars then. Yeah, right. So I don't really know what do people do now. But uh, I think that I think that I told you the GameStop thing. I think that was blown out of proportion. My guess, and like I said, the CEO made a comment. There's so many stores around the United States that they're going to follow the national recommendation, not like what individual states. Which are led doing. to my second question: When does it so, stop becoming a guideline and start so. becoming a law? Uh, I know that we have, or had, but hopefully still on. Um, we have a, a business owner, a business owner Nick. I won't go into details unless you want me to. Uh, but Nick owns a a company uh, that's a brick and mortar, and is incumbent upon people visiting the store yeah. to get. You know, it's, it's a product driven store. And I want to, if if he's there, uh, Nick, you can you can t- uh, comment well, they, in the in the Facebook comments. You can uh, text us at nine three six two two eight nine three six eight. Zenbat went. Uh, how are you being affected? You know, I'm looking at people. Uh, okay, Nick says he's open, which is good for business. So um, he just limits. He's a little guy at the front counting people. <laughs> Well, because uh, Nick's store is is tactile based, and I, and I love it. Nick, uh, what does that can, mean? can I give a, a is it an it's, arms dealer? Like, what do you? No, tactile? it's actual goods. Okay. You know, it's like you go into vegetable grocery store, you thump the melon, you know, you touch stuff. It's very very tactile. Okay. Um, so okay. I so I want to know um, with with businesses like like Nick's, um, how's the best way to? Well, we'll let listeners know that uh, Danny's Tricks and Kicks is open. Nick is, you know, owns Danny's Kicks and Tricks, which is invaluable. Is that a magician store? Yeah, it's it's costumes and yeah, magic, and that's where I got my first grown-up magic trick was from Nick. That's how we met. I walked into a store and uh, said, I, I need a magic deck that will do different things, and he took care of me, and, and our, our friendship and relationship and business partner business relationship grew from there. I was listening to a magician one time in a podcast, and he said that when he was growing up, he was wowed by the the wonder of magic. But then he realized at the end of the day, if he really wanted to get into magic, he has to pay money. 
to learn how to do the tricks. Cause you, right. I'll tell you what, the that, foundation I've still got like that the, deck of cards and man, it is so, I do so many cool. tricks with it. It's really cool. Uh, but yeah. So with the brick and mortar, such as Danny's kicks and tricks, uh, please, am I, Tricks. The the T comes for tricks and kicks. My apologies. What were you saying? Tick? What were you... It, it, well, I, I said kicks and tricks because my brain wants to uh, go alphabetical. We won't go to break is kicks. what you want to do. Well, I will say that he has a strong, you know, a lot of brick and mortars do have their products and goods available through Facebook and through through mail sales as well. Well, so, I, think, I think businesses like Instacart and things like that are open too. They're still operating. Right. So. But whenever you want to, like last night, the missus and I, we decided to have DoorDash for, for dinner. And so there are services that can still provide s- safe options. Not, even though places are being shut down or you're hunkered down or you're sheltering in place or you're socially uh, separating yourself, what's the word? Social distancing, distancing yourselves. There are still ways to help your local businesses. And I'm all about that. So, Nick, thanks for, for piping up with us. A lot of social us. media is probably the number one way to find out. Like most most businesses are on it. Go to their Facebook page. They'll make a video or they're doing something just informing you what they're doing. I know like Cody Spence, that's how I got him involved on Wednesday because I saw that he was making announcements about bringing back dinner tonight. And Yeah, so if you know of someone who's a business person who has, you know, a good or a product or a service that's can be u- that can be used in this time, let us know about it. We'd love to promote them. Dick and I are all about the community. Yeah. We're Mr. Community, Mr. and Mr. Community. What, what do you think about the enter- entertainment side and people staying at home? Because I'm convinced that something's going to happen next week where we go to like a full, you know, full lockdown kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I think so at this moment it's almost do? inevitable. What are you going to watch? Uh, oh, I've got uh, Netflix and Hulu. Okay. And, and uh, I read that Amazon I read, Prime. I read that the uh, the Vin Diesel movie Bloodshot with Guy Pierce. They're going to release it on video on demand. Oh, that's not the right one. No, is that I mean? Uh, oh, but yeah, Bloodshot's going on video on demand pretty soon. Uh, there, there will be like the James Bond movie. So very happy about that. Yeah, the, the the entertainment industry will of course survive. Uh, there could be a um, bandwidth situation. You know, everybody. Nah, that's can. a lie. But that's why I've got a full DVR on my TV of, of stuff that, you know, uh, I, I like to keep my DVR like 80% full just in case. And I have this amazing um, series of apps. They're called Books. And it's where you, you open them up and there are words right well, there. Well, libraries are closed, so thanks for and, teasing people. Yeah, well, if, if, if you have literally no books in your house, we need to have a conversation. I will give you some of my books. Maybe. Yeah. In fact, I had Barnes Noble the other day for that very purpose, and I've got a I've got a Kindle too right here. I got my Kindle, but sometimes you know you run out of battery power, and I sometimes you just want to read by candlelight and go blind. Well, slowly. I know uh, as a business owner here, we're using the opportunity to work on stuff for transitioning to you know after this blows over for you know because like I said, we applied to be a nonprofit. We're working on changing the the language on the website and changing. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of stuff to do. And I think that's kind of important, especially for business owners. Is there's something to do. There's always something to do. Yeah, and well, business owner Nick has just piped up with there are a lot of local entertainment people doing live Facebook shows. Yeah. And I, I read earlier that Garth Brooks is thinking about doing a, a concert and yeah. taking requests. But even local people, and I think that's a great idea. I know for the last weekend, kind of, I don't want to say the death rattle because the coma rattle of a lot of theaters are doing, okay, we're going to broadcast this to, you know, live stream for the people who bought a ticket. You can watch this on Facebook until you realize that there are more than 10 cast members, so you can't, couldn't do the Productions had to shut down. 
Americans are astoundingly resilient. I mean, we formed a nation and accomplished things in 200 years that most other nations couldn't do in 2000. Um, we're highly adaptable. Yeah, we're we're passionate. We're aggressive. We're violent. Is it we're because we reaction. make the hard decisions. We make the hard decisions. Yeah, we are a superpower, and, and with that comes responsibilities. This is all there is to it. Sometimes being the biggest kid on the block, you got to do certain things. And uh, but I, I believe we're we're highly resilient. I, I believe. Yeah, I'm an eternal optimist. So hypothetically, this is going to sound horrible. So mm-hmm. I apologize in advance. So hypothetically. All that money in Social Security. Say we do have like a like a pandemic on our hands. Mm-hmm. After it blows over, what do you think the government does for all that money? They give it to the kids. Like, say I'm an old person, right, and I have my Social Security. Oh, and I pass but away, now you're dead. But now I'm dead. Well, where, where, where's all that? You, you keep it in there because Social Security is. But so my children don't get it. Well, yeah. Not everyone dies with children or grandchildren. No, your children don't get your Social Security. Okay, so that's uh, Your spouse gets a portion. Spouse, so I need yeah. to get married several times. Well, <laughs> this, it's a funky no, rule. No, no, I know, just kidding. Only one spouse can get I was, it. So I was wondering that the other day. I was like, I wonder. When I die, there are potentially, at this moment, four women who could be jockeying for yeah. my Social Security benefits. It, it's, it's funky how this goes down. And it only goes down one step, right? Yeah, well, no, it only goes dead. to one person. Yeah. Now, you know, I'll be dead, so I really won't care that much. But, I mean, if, if my current wife and one of my ex-wives decide to get into a mud wrestling match over it, it'll go down. Yeah. But let's say there's now money that would ordinarily go to a retiree, that that retiree is passed on the money, and there's no spouse. That's unfortunately the Darwinistic way to... Re- rebuild to some extent social security which is always on the the edge of being yeah, bankrupt i can't imagine being that person in charge of that but uh but yeah is there anything else you want to talk about before we go to break because i know we're going to have some folks from the u.s census come in yeah we're going to be You're talking probably to uh, You've probably been it, getting letters in the mail i i got one and i want to ask about that so is it krista yeah the, the krista fabregas who's, who's going to be what was that name again fabregas fabregas krista fabregas when we uh, we're going to go to break, but when we come back uh, at ten o'clock, we will be having another guest, someone with the U.S. Feel Census. free to write in some questions and stuff too. That's really why we're taking a break. It's looking at our Facebook feed, facebook.com/slash Dick and Skippy. You can always call in and text nine three six two two eight nine three six eight, and of course our email address at dickandskippy at gmail.com. Uh, right now it's nine forty. We're going to take a short break. We'll be back, and then uh, we'll have another segment before our guests. So stick around. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Are you one of those who feel that life is too short to drink bad coffee? Then come to Beanpunk Coffee. Beanpunk Coffee is open with two locations. Whether you're in downtown Conroe or historic Montgomery, we have the best fresh-brewed and specialty coffee, delicious pastries, and courteous staff. Come visit us at 330 North Main Street in Conroe or 401 College Street, Suite 170 in Montgomery. Visit BeanpunkCoffee.com See our complete list of special events. 
Did you know that there are over 153 million orphans in the world today? The sad reality is 99% of those kids will likely never be adopted. Core Love is an organization right here in Conroe that takes care of orphan children in Haiti, Honduras, and India. We bring the love of Jesus by providing their six basic needs of clean water, proper food, health care, education, job skills, and a loving home. Visit corelove.org, that's C-O-R-E-L-U-V.org. Will you help defend the orphan? Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app for your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That is Conroe's FM 104.5-106.1. Hey, welcome back. Dick and Skippy in the mornings. 942 on the dot on. It is uh, Friday, May uh, March the 20th or 21st. You know, it's the 20th. 20th. Man. Damn. I'm, I'm just, the days are blurring together right now. Jeez. We're broadcasting live on Lone Star Community Radio, IRLoneStar.com. And, of course, Facebook.com, so let's dig and Skippy. We're going to talk about the U.S. Census coming up here uh, in a bit. Excited about that. I think it's kind of a weird time to talk about it. Well, it happens. I mean, yeah. you know, every 10 years. But when do we submit it? Before or after this? Well, you can, apparently you can go online now. I got a letter in the mail saying, here's your special number. Yeah. And I want to talk to our uh, our guest uh, who's coming up at 10 o'clock, right? Yeah. You know, so she'll be on at 10 o'clock. So don't go away yet because we have even more guests uh, here on the Dick and Skippy in the Morning show. Well, I mean, I, we kind of ran through all our topics about Corona. Have we? Are we kind of? Well, I'd love to that? hear, um, you know, from people out there what they're going through because from my perspective yeah i have somewhere between or probably right around 1500 friends on facebook and i think i mentioned this before. oh i know oh, well man. i know a significant percentage of them like personally yeah, you, i'm just very are gregarious just are we just that's not a boat i'm the coolest dude what, didn't someone say you don't really know 150 people or more yeah like well i could their faces on my list i could check off i could probably count on ten fingers and ten toes, the number of people I don't like know. No, I've been. I believe it or not, even with that number of people, in particular, I'm very gregarious. I, I'm, I'm I'm very welcoming. But none of them have corona. Basically, well, here's the thing: there could be. I could have the coronavirus right now, especially after I pump my gas and then promptly put that hand bit a nail. So, and that's what we talked about before: is that once the testing is widely available and we see the the pure number of people who do have it, that number is going to skyrocket. But then the percentage of fatalities will plummet because right now it's a relatively high percentage rate of known coronavirus because only, let's say, a thousand, if a 1,000 people get tested and 10 of them die or 100 of them die, okay, that's, that's, that's 10%, that's 1%, however, you know, whatever the perspective is. But that's the people tested. Now for that same number, we have a million people suddenly get tested, same number being tested, but who have it, but there's not a proportional increase in, um, not proportional increase in fatalities, then the percentage of fatalities 
goes way down. And that's what we're going to find. People are going to trip out briefly about there's a sheer number of people who actually have the coronavirus. You may have it. I may have it. I may have a ton of friends on, on that. But, but we should look at everyone with distaste and yeah. like, get away from me. Yeah. They must foot pole. We, we all that kind of stuff. Trust no one. Um, just, you, you know, go full zombie apocalypse. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That being said, of the 1,500 or so people that I am aware of on Facebook in my universe, my, my microcosm, no one has passed away from it. And no one is down and well, out sick with, with you know, a critical guest, condition. Our guest on Wednesday from the Homeland Security of Montgomery County, the long, long name. Uh, Office of Emergency Management Office and Homeland Security. Yes. Uh, it, was, it was interesting to see, because of HIPAA laws and everything, what they can tell people and how we can use that information to safeguard ourselves. But what I've noticed, I've, I've been kind of keeping every morning, they kind of, they always tell you the updates of who's been di- who's been tested, how many people, and a lot of, it seems like a lot more people now are being home quarantined. And there's, there's, yeah. there's still people in the ICU, and, and I think that's something to do with uh, other complications and things going on too. But, uh, but that was an interesting thing to me, to see more people being sent back with uh, going, hey, quarantine yourself at home. Because right here, right now, today, there is no treatment yeah. cure for it's basically be comfortable and write out the fever, take fever reducing inform- uh, medication, um, well, gauge your temperature. That, say you live, say you have six kids, right, and you're married. So there's eight people living in the house. You get diagnosed with it. Do they, do they really expect you to send you home with all those kids there? And like, well, uh, as Congressman Brady said earlier, there's no one size fits all. So they use you quarantine the whole house for how many days? I what is it? Fifth, fourteen days, twenty one days is the. But, but say, the say my period. son catches it, and five days later he's showing symptoms. So we have to wait another twenty days. Yeah, basically, if so now potentially he could be in their house for like yeah. five months. Yeah, anything's possible. There, there could That's be a six month shutdown. This, could, you know, this could be the zombie apocalypse. We could turn out where, where it's just like. I like how that's the word you should use. This could be the zombie. Hey, you know, you know, if, if the dead start rising, I'm, I'm ready for it to go down. I don't know about you. It's all, I mean, I wouldn't word it that way. What zombie apocalypse? Yeah, okay. It's gotta be better. Because now people will start, you know, physically hurting the other person, so it stops. Yeah, really start shooting people in the yeah. head just in case. That's- that's a little weird. But, yeah, the, the, it's the big unknown in the upcoming days and weeks. Uh, do know that the conspiracy theories are flowing around. My uh, uh, my wife was talking with a family member one on her side of the family. <laughs> yeah, I'm making sure to say that. Where it got thrown out there that oh, quite possibly this was China released this virus to screw with American manufacturing techniques. I That doesn't make sense to me. You know, I'm all about conspiracy theories, but a virus is an extremely poor way of, of nailing someone else, and also you can't control it. And if it kills more of your people than of our people, then I think you made a severe tactical misjudgment. So I think this is what it is. It originated from, from what we can gather in the Wuhan province of China. I don't care what you want to call it. I do find it funny that overnight while we were sleeping, Wikipedia changed the name of the entry of the Spanish flu to the 1918 flu. If people want to be offended, now I'll touch on this briefly. I believe, for the most part, a word is not innately offensive or racist or whatever, especially in English. English is a very mutable oh, language. Man, we have words that 
10 years ago meant something that don't today. We have words that in America means one thing. Declarations. We just need to have a list. Uh, Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, I don't care what you call I feel call like those are just excuses for your behavior. I feel like that's what you're telling me right now. You can behave any way you feel like because you have this really great way of explaining to people that it's not really what you meant, but we know what you meant. No, I think context is always, yeah. always uh well, One thing I'm thing. interested in is, you know, after this change, after this goes, we go back to, quote, normal, is how many industries and practices that different people do will be implemented for example like schools doing remote schooling now Mm -hmm. what kind of i think homeschooling remember how a few months ago we had this whole like a whole week of of homeschooling and we want to give a shout out to misty on uh, on that one for tuning us into that people and that opened up the world of homeschooling for me where i myself was taken off the 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 stigma of it that well there was a stigma yeah for for longest time i I was so opposed i wouldn't trust myself to teach all curriculum to a student well, that's the Especially thing. Especially my kid. I w- I'm not volunteering for My that. original thought was how can one parent be a master of all subjects? Yeah. That, you know, well, we learned that there's, but, other, there's other opportunities. Yeah, there are co-ops. And so it can become more viable. Again, the conversation, once we're on the far side of this, and we will be on the far side of this, the conversations will change about education, about people suddenly realizing there is a viable alternative to sending my kid to school. Here's something else. All these parents that say, you, you know, put get the teachers and the administrators in trouble because my child's an angel, you can't touch my child, and this and that. Well, these parents are now having to deal with their little bundles of joy and are probably realizing for the first time what brats they are. Well, I, uh, and so that'll change that conversation. It may actually allow Holly, teachers well, to administer the punishments for one of the kids that need we to be have, administered. For one of the kids we have, we should uh, just teach them how to read and write and then use Google and see what happens. Read and write and use Google. Okay. Because I feel like you, if you knew the right, way, I think the right just, ways to ask questions, you can find sources to teach yourself. At least you're teaching them to read and write from what I've seen. From that's kind of the bait. That's like that's the foundation, right? And then uh, and then I was like, maybe we should let them hang out with a detective for like a three months. So they understand how to interact with people. There you go. I, I wanted to finish off a sentence because I started to say something that could be taken wrong. When I say a word is not innately offensive or, or racist or whatever, I'm always big about the context. Now, um for instance, and I'll use the uh, you know the film Blazing Saddles, the N word. Now we're back on this stuff, man. Well, because I wanted because I it was halfway through the thought, and I didn't want people to think. Yeah, I don't to think say people really care what the, what they call it or not. I think people who choose to. But no, there are those, mean, especially I mean, the media on. right now, who are. It gives them a reason to talk. It's yeah, it's the offense of the day. I'm offended. It's the offense du jour, and I want to say. I've said this many times. The wrong argument is being postulated. Who I mean, cares I'm what it's called? That they named it, they, they're naming it after one of my favorite beers. So there you go. Like we need to change the name. We got to check on the Corona stock over the last. Oh, three I bet weeks it fell a little happened. bit. I, bet, I don't know. I mean, we all know the stock, People stock markets are buying it. We all know. Buy <laughs> buy low, sell high. You know. How many people do you think sold wait, their wait, stocks? Wait, buy low, sell high? Yeah, that's how you're supposed to do it. Oh, my gosh. I've been doing How many backwards. people do you think smelt this thing coming around and go, we got to sell all the stocks? Well, apparently, including Dianne Feinstein, uh, some uh, senators who sold off their stocks like well, I mean, hours before. I feel like to any reasonable stock person who's involved in the stock market pays attention to the global impact of stuff. Yeah, but there are three senators. So three months ago. Two we Republicans had, and a Democrat. Who cares of what they are? I'm talking about the general person who has money involved in the stock market. If you're looking at China and you're seeing this pandemic go through and you're involved with stocks that do manufacturing, uh, of course you're going to be like, oh, we're going to see impact 
You can read a trend and it not be. That's why there's so many cases of insider. It, but you're like, well, so many cases of insider trading. That's logical. Uh, well, yeah, it's you didn't have to break the law to to kind of get it. Now, the reason why I was saying earlier about there were three senators when you're in, when you're a senator and you pay people to handle it. And for these you. are like, both parties. Me, you know, these are both parties doing this. So this is not a because I know this morning when. At the beginning, it was two Republican senators. Ah, that's Republicans. And then Dianne Feinstein was one of them, too. Well, that's how people make their money, man. Why are you criticizing the way they I'm make their money? I'm not criticizing, but what I'm saying is that as a senator... It, the, lo- it looks bad, but... It's, you, well, it's going I mean, to buy... insider training. Well, like you, well, much I've, like a judge, Dick, much like a judge has to not even be proper, but not even have the appearance of impropriety. And that that's, yeah, that's a, what I'm convinced that any local government, if you're running, like if, if I'm personally running for if something, if a political figure makes a lot of money sense. off the stock market, whether or not they did it through insider trading or just through blind luck or something, it still gives the blind appearance luck. of impropriety. I know this thing was coming. Well, especially when it originated in a country that does all huge manufacturing. Okay, if, if everyone saw it coming, how come three senators and not? Uh, 50 senators. They, they might not have... Why not 100 they, senators? They might not have stocks in that. Uh, they might put their money somewhere else. Right. Like local businesses you know in their actual community. Yeah, but I mean, like that... I mean, I'm not really worried about that. Well, it's not a matter of worrying. It's just that this is going to bite some people. Once this, is, once we're on the far side of this, the well, conversation see, what, has changed. See, that's what gets me about local governments, is I feel like... And this, I was I was asking that question about state side governments too. It's like the, it's not a full time job. So from what I understand, when you're a congressman and all that stuff, you get paid quite a bit of money to where you can provide for your family and all that kind of stuff. But when you get lower ends, like you don't get paid that much. No, uh, most mayors have to hold on to a you know their day job. So I'm thinking to myself, like, how are these people gonna? How can you run for an office without at one angle of your life being in conflict? If that makes sense. Because like your job or your your associates or something like that, you're always going to be open for criticism because your neighbor is a construction worker or a construction yeah. job. I mean, like I feel like there there's a level of understanding, and then of course there's blatant corruption, which I you know me on Dick and Scoopy, we love to understand what racketeering is, big words like that. Uh, but I, I, my expectation of that is like everyone's corrupt, and you have to prove you're not corrupt. I almost you're, okay. Well, fortunately, this nation which, was based on know, innocent until proven guilty. But I mean, like, but I'm talking about for running our office. Like, it's so easy to just nitpick people and be like, "Oh, this person's running." Look at all these horrible people they're involved with. It's it's the end of the world if this guy gets elected or this girl gets elected. And I think that's just kind of yeah. Well, they're they're yeah. This is we've become a nation of chicken little. That yeah. net neutrality is going to kill us. Uh, North Korea is going to kill us. Ebola is going to kill us. Bird flu is going to kill us. It's right now, unfortunately, the jaded part of me is saying this is this month's what's going to kill us. And then in six months, it'll be H1N2. So virus. what I'm proposing, folks, is we should just breed politicians. Breed them. Breed them. That's, all them? That, that's their track. They are, right when they hit the four or five, when they're reading and writing and all that stuff, they're just focusing on understanding strategic government planning. That's the only thing they can do. They can't have any other jobs. They can't even go outside the house. This is the only thing they can figure out. Do we kill them at 32 and just make it full Logan's run? No. No. Okay. Uh, Do you ever read the book? By the way, I know I'm kind of stream of consciousness. You remember the movie Logan's Run? Yes. Where you all die at 30? Is that Dustin Hoffman? Uh, No, that was Michael York and Jenny Augeter. I read the original book, which was even better... Uh, not only was it a dirty book, and I was a young right. boy we reading got, it. We had to take our break. We got our guests coming in. But they die at 21, not 30. You talk about a hedonistic society. Can you imagine? There was a Sliders episode about that. Right? That's where they when, took it from. Yeah. Yeah, probably, yeah. 
That's a great show. 21. Wow. I think there's just like 27. Anyhow, we're going to take a break, and we will be back. All right, you're listening to Dick and Skippy on Lone Star Community Radio and, of course, Facebook.com slash Dick and Skippy. We're going to have Chris Fabregas in the studio talk about the U.S. Census. You probably got something in the mail. Let's figure it out. We got Chris coming in, so stick around. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Are you one of those who feel that life is too short to drink bad coffee? Then come to Beanpoint Coffee. Beanpoint Coffee is open with two locations. Whether you're in downtown Conroe or historic Montgomery, we have the best fresh brewed and specialty coffee, delicious pastries, and courteous staff. Come visit us at 330 North Main Street in Conroe or 401 College Street, Suite 170 in Montgomery. Visit beanpunkcoffee.com see our complete list of special events. We have the safest food supply in the world. Strict laws and regulations restrict the usage of hormones, antibiotics, and pesticides within our food supply. Production agriculture practices and technologies such as the use of GMOs, which is not any more or less risky than conventional crop production, has allowed American farmers to produce more food on less acres in environmentally sound ways. Find out more online at pathtotheplate.tamu.edu. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make lives better. For those of you who like your partners, your gumbo, and your music salty, well, we're here to help with the music. Julian Shea here, host of Lone Star Country Nights Thursday, your weekly dose of roots and Americana and all the music that makes this part of the country special. We stir in western swing, honky-tonk, Zydeco, Texas blues, outlaw country, and put a pinch of red dirt, and then we smoke it over a slow fire. Then listen to the results Thursday nights on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's community radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That's Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on the computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. A Lone Star Community Radio. Broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Hey, welcome back. Dick and Skippy in the mornings, 1001 on the dot here on an overcast Friday morning in historic downtown Conroe. You got Dick and Skippy in the studio, a fun-filled day so far, prepping for the weekend of, I don't know, binge watching and binge drinking. That's me, Dick. How about you? 
I don't. I don't really feel like doing that. I feel like I. Are you depressed because they close the bowling alley? Uh, that is very possible. Uh, which I completely understand. No, I think really what's killing me right now with everything. I can is, get you my Fisher Price. It's just the, the uncertainty. Plastic ones. Because you know people always say like, "Oh, you're overreacting," but then it's like, "Well, we always said you know it better be prepared than not." So that's why I bought 18 tons of toilet paper, guys. Like, jacques. But. <laughs> I am so breaking into your house tonight. I'm not really that concerned. Though. What I, I am concerned for my wife, though, because she... Yeah, well, she's high risk. She's a nurse. She's a nurse, and I've already accepted my fate, but it's more of, like, the stuff she has to deal with, the leadership she has to deal with, and I think that's really what you're, you really don't know when it comes to that kind of stuff because she still comes home, and so she still brings home... Her, her cooties. Her, her work, and, like, <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Literally and figuratively, she's yeah. bringing it home. Yeah. So you just need to... Well, I'm not worried about, I'm not worried about getting it. I'm not worried because I feel like if it's it's part of being with living with this her. is Logan's run. You don't care about old people like me. No, I think if you cared about yourself, then you would be at home right now. I, there, there's no self care. I, I, I but don't. let's talk about the U.S. Census. Okay, okay? let's transfer this conversation. We're trying to find out how to segue into the U.S. Census. Uh, well, we do have uh, Krista in the uh, studio with us. Hold on, I'm looking at um, it's Fabregas. Yeah, no, I was looking at Nick says you need to share the toilet paper. Well, we, I will share it for a price. Caveat emptor? No. I'm just kidding. And now, uh, so Krista Fabregas, please tell me I pronounced that right. That was perfect. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, employee with the U.S. Census Bureau. Welcome mm-hmm. to the studio. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And thanks for schlepping out. Thank you for, you know, being brave enough not to just phone it in like our last guest, Congressman no. Brady. Um, you know. Yeah. I was willing to forgive him. One thing he was well, in Washington. But I liked no, he's about local. that interview is he didn't ask for questions before. Yeah, like those were, something I wanted. Yeah, I could have gone full conspiracy theory on him, and I was like, should I do that? In case our listeners were wondering, because I'm about to go conspiracy theory on you with the U.S. Census, because this is a, this is something that do you count the heads? Are we going to start marking people? What's going on yeah. here? <laughs> We're gonna tag know. Em. We're gonna know. Am I gonna well, wake up with my kidney gone? Like, do and we really tag trust the U.S. mail? Do you really want us to go online? Well, it, the the answer I've got two I've got two answers for you real quick. That the perfect segue for this would have been, um, in the spirit of of staying safe and the uh, in the health issue with the health issues going on, the census is now online for the first time in it's over two hundred years. I was going to ask that because yes. I took it last time and I did not remember there being a, mm-hmm. an online version. So I got mail saying, "Hey, here's your secret code to get on," and I, I mm-hmm. was convinced it was. A phishing scam. Yep. Nope. Actually, I've got a copy of it here. Did it look like this? There we go. Is this my yeah, camera? ours is on our Hello. fridge. Yep. <laughs> and, um, just... and it is. It's it, in, in past years, anyone who's done the census in past decades, and this is the decade census. This is the one that we do every 10 years. And just a quick little quip on, on what it's about. The, the, it does a lot of things. It give us, gives us the population counts that we rely on for the next 10 years for all sorts of things. One, emergency management. Like all of these emergency declarations, mm-hmm. when they start pulling together uh, population counts by all these counties that are handling these emergency declarations and trying to get emergency-based so funding, on, that's based on population counts. On the questionnaire, counts. we'll put our age. So they could have seen, like, oh, this has a high population of elderly people. Exactly, exactly. And, and we're the just sen- never going to yeah. send stuff to them. They're good. <laughs> no. Send the Wuhan virus no, to us. No, 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 no. It, it, it does. We do. Um, the, a lot of the demographic information is actually used by both, you know, government, you know, for, for emergency declarations and, and that type of thing. But it's also used for businesses. Like, yes. uh, you can also dig into the census tract data, which is is 
the, the statistics are public. The personal data is never shared. So statistic, you become nothing more than a statistic. And the questions asked are, honestly, if you have a Facebook page, um, people know more about you than the census will ever ask. It's, it's a real basic, you know, who lives at the address? What are their ages? A few demographic questions. It's nine questions all Yeah, together. I always kind of laugh when people start putting up a stink about the census. Mm-hmm. I'm like, really, yeah. man? Like, yeah, it's, it is. So if you have a Facebook page, just, you know, people know more about you than the census would ever ask. But, but, the, but the important thing is it's, it's, it's a statistical gathering operation, and we do it every 10 years. Uh, to for population counts for things like what are going on right now with the emergency uh, disaster uh, response, but all but also it really drives the funding that comes back throughout the next ten years. So all of that money you pay in taxes uh, comes back into our communities. So every person that doesn't get counted, that's that's less money than our community gets as an aggregate for the next ten years. What we do today counts until twenty until twenty thirty. And it also directly affects our what they call apportionment. There's my big word for the day. Got it out. Okay. Check. You say apportionment? Apportionment. Apportionment. A-P-P-O-R-T-I-O-N-M-E-N-T. Yeah. Any 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 guess as to what that what that is? He probably for knows. the census? I don't know. How many fingers you have? No. I would think I would presume the apportionment would be the allocation of resources to a particular district or area. For for the census purposes, it's the allocation of legislative representation of in course. the U.S. House of Congress. And that's where gerrymandering are. Well, that, well, that's redistricting, redistricting is within I'm the at, states, and they right. do use the population count. Don't counts. put that on her. <laughs> it's not her yeah, fault. We don't do it. We don't. Yeah. Since yeah. since we say here are the numbers, y'all do what you do. So you, so you're saying after this is taken, there's a potential of what, it's not. It's, it's not Congress people. What is it? Is it U.S. representatives of the? It's con- congressional. Congressional. So how many people? Yeah. How many more people we can have in the state? Yeah. When you're redrawing congressional Have they ever taken it away? Well, on on the on the national scale scope, um, the the census numbers directly affect how many seats we have in the House of Congress per state. Okay. Um, uh, For example, in 2010, Texas gained four seats. This year, the forecast with our growth in population throughout the state seven. Three. Three. So if you add 2010 and 2020 together, that would be seven. So does anyone get subtracted? Uh, yes, really? yes, yes. There are some states that are losing population. We won't say anything big state on the West Coast um, that that but, might and, be, but, that might be the, losing. The seats. odd coincidence that they're losing people and we're gaining a what happens, what happens if somebody's in that spot right now? They just run it out and then yeah, no man. one can run for that spot again. Yeah. Man, that'd be kind of a cool going away party, wouldn't it? I guess. Yeah. That right? that's that's no, above my pay grade. You're the last yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Chris, I want to ask you about the the online thing because I think it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. However, I'm also flashing back to the day that healthcare.gov went online and offline and online and offline. How well prepared was this U.S. Cens- online U.S. Census? To well, go? I actually have a really good answer for that. Um, it's exceptionally well prepared. First of all, it's 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 a lot simpler. It's a very simple form. Um, the only real it's a Google complexity form. to it. Yeah. I mean, it's mobile friendly. Um, and, and it, it only, it's nine questions, you know, it, well, it really is very simple, but the big, the big thing about it is it, it, the big complexity to it is really, it's, it supports, uh, different languages. So you can select different languages, but other than that, it's just a basic, simple form. And it must be working very well because nationwide, I believe as of yesterday morning, we've already had a 12% self-response rate across the nation, which in, 
past compared to past census rollouts, which were all done via paper response, it's unheard of. I mean, this is oh, you know, land breaking, so, so it's online, obviously working very yeah, well. I did, I it was know. always planned to be, and just not because oh, people are so oh, yeah. So let me ask you this: if your if your wife puts something on the fridge, is that her telling you you need to do that? Yes. Okay, so I probably will do that today then. I'll yes, and when I, you have kids, no matter how crappy the art they give you, you, you put, put it on, it on the Metropolitan Refrigerator of Art. Well, one thing to, to <laughs> give you another reason why it, the, the gov, the healthcare.gov, and this was a little different. This was mailed out at in periodics. So mm-hmm. people weren't, it wasn't just one day on Wednesday at noon, it was all available. So exactly. you can't just go to some Well, see, I was wondering the if the, this was cobbled together because of the coronavirus no, thing, but they were No, no, this has great. been this has been actually in the works um and uh and you really don't have to halt it. Like it's not mm-hmm. hard. People are at home and you just need internet access and Exactly. No, nine it, it, questions was it like 30 minutes total? Well, I say the 10th question it's should be 10. something and then the census sends back what Game of Thrones character you'd be. And that's uh, how that's how I you get I, that demographic of yeah, people. Yeah, I don't I don't think there's an optional pull down menu for the questions that should be asked, but that could be a fun one to, to put in <laughs> for twenty thirty. But um Is there any captures saying like are you really a human? No, no. How and, many you bus know, stops are right here in this picture? Oh, I hate yeah. that one. <laughs> and I and I'll tell you one thing that's um that's really cool about this one. Okay, so here's the mailer. Is this my, my camera? Hello. We can't here's, open it, can we? Because that's mailer... that's a true we're gonna see your code. You I know, but this is what the mailer looks like and it is blue and it's a little invitation to, to respond. That's basically what it looks like and for for for, uh privacy i'll I'll leave it at that but um but the the invitation to respond is mailed to about 95 percent of house of addresses nationwide one thing i learned Uh is you're just mailing it to the address you're not mailing it to me not you say hey Mm -hmm. whoever lives in this house please open right right it is it's remember and it's very statistical it's like we just want to know at this address what who's there you know who's there we're talking about human beings demographics yeah it's it's a head count basically human beings and um and it is address based and there are the one thing that um is going on right now um that is a bit on hold and i do want to put this out there for any uh listeners that are in rural areas served by po boxes right now we would we would normally be doing we actually drop off because it is address it's physical address based so if you receive a PO, uh, if you receive your mail via a PO box, uh, we're not mailing to PO boxes. The census does not recognize POs. So we are actually, we normally would do a hand delivery of a paper questionnaire and our invitation Hmm. to respond online. Uh, We we, we want to do it all at once, you know, to those addresses. But we did suspend that for two weeks yesterday because of the COVID. So I thought it was because you heard about this guy going around collecting stuff off doors no 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 i hadn't hadn't heard any issues with that uh, but but yeah no but the but because of you know of of uh cdc directives yes. that makes sense. and to I'm keep people safe time. i'm just yeah i i just roll just along roll, roll with it you're doing awesome so those who are listening who have a p.o box keep an eye out on no actually no that my advice to them for the next two weeks because that operation they may have gotten it by now but they okay. actually suspended that until april 1st because Don't of cdc you know because of our guidelines and for safety, we, we, you know, our priority is keeping, you know, the public safe and census workers safe. So we've stopped that temporarily. We've delayed it, essentially. However, if you are in one of those rural areas or if you just don't have your invitation yet, you can go to 2020census.gov and you can respond without your invitation and your code. The code, the code only helps us quickly attach 
your address with the information. You, if you don't have your um, code, there's you know where it says respond to the census. Click there, and the first thing it says is enter your code. And if or underneath, there's a link that says I don't have my code. Okay. Click that and just put in your address, and 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 the address would be your physical residence address. What I think some counties call the 911 address. You know where someone could actually get to your house, not oh, okay. you know, right at your PO box. <laughs> you know, with an ambulance. So. So um, I know, I know, I think, yeah, some counties call it a 911 address, but, um, but for the, for the few of your, you know, well, maybe a lot of your listeners that, that are, that are on those rural routes that served by PO boxes, they can, they can hop on right now. And it's also mobile friendly and, and tablet friendly. You don't have to have an internet connection. You can do it over a cell connection. Awesome. The question I have, and I'm flashing back to the 2010 census. Uh, at that moment, um, I, w- I was neck deep in a divorce. Because I remember filling this out. Because the question I had was given to me was, "How many children are living with you?" And I'm only saying this because you know, statistically, one in almost two marriages, you know, you have a custody issue, child child living here and there, and most spouses don't want to talk to each other. Uh, is there a disproportionate response to the number of children in a household where, like, both parents are saying, "Well, yeah, ch- child lives with me." Well, I tell you, box. when it comes to kids, the first big message is kids are are are, are statistically speaking, they they tend to be undercounted because people, for some reason, even you know, just people don't think to count small children, especially you know what? babies, and every everybody should be counted because, for example. The uh, state of Texas uses census data in, to help with their uh, school district forecasting, et cetera. Um, the kids that are zero today in five years, they're going to be going into kindergarten. Yeah, so that's strange. They that, wouldn't count yeah. their children. And people just don't. Oh, I think a lot of it is just people don't think you're a person until you're 18 legally. Oh, and so, you know, Dick feels yeah. that about kids. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that about everybody. I think it's 27. He when wants I start his own children people. cryogenically yeah. frozen until their 18th birthday. Yeah, well, yeah. I have a 21 year old, so we can talk about that in another session. But <laughs> so count your yeah. children. Count your children. And, and, the, and what happens to, if they're pregnant? To if, oh, if they're born on or before April 1st, 2020, they're counted. Okay. If they're born after April 1st, they're officially in the next year's count or the next decade's counts. And so, you won't get it in trouble. Huh? You no. don't get in trouble for <laughs> no. filling this out inappropriately. I mean, because I feel no. like the questions are very basic. Well, I'm very yeah. confident. Like my daughter was double counted because her mom would have said this, and I I was on a bench. Over, yeah, she's living with me too. So. Well, and to answer your question specifically, that that is especially because you know it used to be a, one person had made yeah had like custody, and then the other had you know visitation or something. Now there's dual custody, and so what we you know, as an easy method, we just say whoever, wherever that child is on April 1st, count them there. So oh, if they're staying with you on yeah. April 1st, that's a good litmus test. count them there instead of at the other place. Um, you know, or just work it out. If you have two, count one, one place, one the other. Um, one of the things you can think about is, you know, is one house within a school district and one house with, with not. You know, you might. I could just you know, call the significant other and be like, hey, are you doing the census? You just you've obviously it. never been divorced, my friend. Sometimes yeah. it's just a physical you know, Maybe it's easier just to say, who, where, where are they on April 1st? And that's, yeah, the, flip, that's flip where the they are. Yeah, yeah. I, that's a really good point because, you know, I'm kind of joking about this. But seriously, yeah. I remember 10 years ago, I kind of agonized over that going, should I 
say yes or no? Am I going to get in trouble? Mm-hmm. Am I under over representing? So? Well, and one thing we do have an 800 number on the bottom of uh, on the website and on the bottom of all okay. of our things. You can call in your census. I mean, if you don't have like like if you have any questions about it at all, you can call it in and actually give your answers over the phone. Um, and that is supported in 13 languages as well. Oh so, cool. yeah, we actually have 13 lang- language speakers. Uh, you know, oh, it's not a robot. Mm-hmm. Not a robot. No. Nope. Check that they're, out. They're You're running out of people. Fun. Yeah. For Swahili, press twenty six. You know, and that operation at latest update, that operation is you know the phones are still open. They're just putting CDC precautions in yeah. as far as how those areas are staffed. But um, but it is, and all of those, anyone who takes information from you for the census is a federal employee bound that has taken a sworn oath that, and we are bound by several different laws that protect your personal data. That cannot be divulged without jail time and huge fines. So you're very, very protected providing your data to someone in person when that does eventually roll out um, and or over the phone. Let's talk, let's talk about those brave souls that are now the census takers. Yep. Uh, how many... Are there? Because I actually had a couple of friends say, "Hey, I just got approved to be a census taker. How many are out there, and what are they going to do?" Especially with all the wackiness going on. Well, right now, I'm glad you asked that because that that actually has, had a bit of a change yesterday to a small degree. We are still hiring. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there, I've, I've been monitoring social media, and there's a lot of stuff rolling around out there about everything's on hold. The census is not on hold. You can still respond online or via phone or using the paper mailer once that arrives at your doorstep too. Um, you, uh, we are still actively hiring. We are hiring in Montgomery County, Walker County, in my counties, Montgomery, Walker, Trinity, Liberty, San Jack, and Polk, um, are all still, we are still accepting applications for census takers in all those areas. The sent the in-person, what we call, uh, here's, here's a, here's a good acronym, NARFU, which is what? non-response <laughs> follow-up. I love, I love the government and their acronyms. But um, a non- like a Lord yeah. of the Rings term. Yeah. NARFU. It does, Narfu. yeah. Yeah, I worked at NASA, so I'm, 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 I'm on board with the, oh. with the acronyms. But, Name um, drop. The TLAs, the three-letter acronyms. Yeah, that gets me into these jobs. But, um, but a non-response <laughs> follow-up is, okay, so mid-May. It's when that rolls out anyway. So basically, you can respond to the census yourself anytime between now and July 31st. July 31st is sort of the end of counts. However, if you don't respond, say by the end of April or early May, there's a really good chance someone's going to come knocking on your door. Oh, great pending any changes to that because of the COVID situation. But right now, that is still completely on target. We're still on track for all of that. We're still hiring. Training is slightly changed as we move to more of a remote system. They're doing that, like, right now. Um, and so we'll have that hopefully up and running on a remote basis. More so, A lot of the training was remote anyways, but initial was not. They're trying to move that to a remote. So we're kind of seeing... Like I said, some of that's kind of fluid, and I can give you updates on that if you want them. But, um, but you know, the, the end of the story is we are hiring, they are being trained, and we plan still to have census uh, workers doing the non-response follow-up, door-to-door stuff, uh, starting mid-May. And I think that date is actually May 16th officially, but it can kind of waver. So how can they look this up and contact the census folks? Um, for to get, to get for a jobs, job, to get a um, job. they can go to 2020census.gov forward okay. slash jobs. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, that's good to know because I just figured someone would be sent, okay, Bob, you've got this neighborhood, and they knock on the door. And then I go, Bob, but it's actually, I'm running for something. <laughs> yeah, right. Hand this out too. But the, but so it's actually, to. it's actually <laughs> well, targeted just... to where uh-huh. if, I've, if I do mine online and then three months from now someone's knocking on my door saying I'm with the census, chances are... 
either there's a snafu or he's not. Well, actually, well, there's a couple of things. You there, there is a chance we do. The census is very, very. You know, we're very careful with our data. You probably think you're a and so if you they do have they do have um, just you know quality control follow up where we do send su- supervisors out to just a random selection of addresses, oh, okay. a very very small percentage. So it's unlikely you'll get someone, but it could happen. Um, and that person would just you know check data and just make sure you know that our that our online data matches you know yeah and, you oh, know, there's a lot of stuff going on with this and yeah. it's important yeah there's to get a, it done there's right. a lot of there's you know it's on on one hand the census is is on one hand very simple and on one hand very complex because the the what what the public has to do or is asked to do or requested begged please do is respond yeah nine and, questions yeah, sounds like nine questions and you know run through it do it however you want to do it and and get it done check it off your list you know it's it's done. It's one thing you can do because you can do it today. You can do it today. You don't have to uh-huh. wait on the day right. of April first. Yep. I'm gonna go home yep. and do it. Do it today. Some people, some of our listeners have already done it. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, and, yeah. They, and they were Let saying us know. they Let were us know. they were telling they want you to come back out though. I don't know why. I don't, that was really well, weird. she's very engaging. So, Thank Krista, you. I gotta I gotta. I'm, I'm flashing back to this episode of The West Wing. So we're talking like mm-hmm. 20 years ago. Oh, here we go. No, no, no. It was there, one of the storylines was about the census was coming up, mm-hmm. and someone, someone was trying to float a bill about it just being sampling, mm-hmm. meaning we don't have to hit every American or whatever. We can just hit ten percent and extrapolate a computer model. Prosing, and I remember it became a big stink on the episode. Now, of course, this is the West Wing universe where everything had to be dramatic for the you know sell ads for the space. hour. Yeah. But, yeah. but What's the importance of like a comprehensive nationwide census where we want to hit as many humans as possible as opposed to just taking a fraction and saying from this we can extrapolate what's needed? Well, uh, the census goal, the the decennial census goal is to count everyone once, only once, and in the right place. Uh, For example... The kids, the kids with divorced families, where, where do you count them? Uh, college kids, especially now. College kids, if you should have been in a dorm on April 1st, plan on being counted in the dorm on April 1st. My daughter in Florida But we don't do that, If I'm a dorm person, huh? does the RA do that or do I do what, that? That's actually handled, um, that's actually handled on, a, on a group quarters basis, and that is going on right now. I was now. wondering that about, like, you know, senior mm-hmm. living homes and things that yeah, they have a large community. That's handled community. on a group basis, and we have a whole operation that deals with that. What does so, Utah do? So if if it's yeah Sing. yeah really and that's yeah basically what the parents the simple answer there if parents have kids at college living in dorms they don't count them at their house they they okay. would they'll they'll be counted in their dorm, um, but to answer your question on a sampling the goal of count everyone once only once and in the right place you will never be able to do that with a with a sampling mm-hmm. um, it's just it's statistically oh, impossible because yeah. um, you just can't guess um, that that every house in a well, four bedroom uh, in a typical three to four bedroom house neighborhood is only going to have three to four people living there. You just it's it's. What are the nine questions? Like your name. Yep, it's. Um, Do you name all the children and everybody in the. Family? Well, I think it's the number, not not the names. So well, like. how it runs is um, it's, and I actually went through it the other day. I haven't answered mine online yet because so I can still get in. Oh, man, and I keep doing it, it over and over again for people, but I guess I'm probably going to do it today since I now have the letter. <laughs> but um, but basically, it's it's name. Uh, what the actual nine are? Um, it's it's name, age of, of each person. So it'll start with you know who's the, like the primary homeowner or primary resident. You know the. Who's in charge? The bill. Who's in charge? And that would be Kevin name. My wife. Uh, you put in your birth date, so it, it it'll figure up your age and say, "Is this correct?" You know, um, uh, matches up addresses, and then from there, it really um, it, it's the questions. 
um, the counts of the questions are based on, you know, other people's relationships to that person. So if you have like three people in the house, you know, is this your spouse? Is this your kid? Type questions. And then demographics. We do ask um, about ethnicity and languages. Um, because again, that helps us with the demographic breakdowns that drive a lot of the funding that comes back for uh, for all of our programs like WIC and and um, SNAP and CHIP, uh, ISD funding, all that type of thing. What about blood type? Does not ask blood type. No. I feel like that's well. A see, I'm gonna mistake. I'm gonna artificially. I still speak French, so I'm gonna artificially inflate the French. Um, aspect of this and you can and if you get a knock on your door someone might you know be french speaking and you better be brushed up that sound convincing at all i would like you've been drinking sir well i'm french <laughs> yeah that's true uh but so you, this is a question i have to ask because uh, it's not every day that you get an officer from the u.s census bureau in you know in the same room with you are prisoners counted yes so uh-huh, they're counted at uh, where they are on April 1st. So uh, that's, again, that's that group quarters um, operation. And that's been working directly with the uh, prison management. And everyone's asked the same nine questions. There is not a variation throughout the country. It's just like no. you're asked yeah. the same nine it's questions. It's the same nine questions. Yeah. So when yeah, you, the form doesn't change for different people. Couldn't they have just upped it to one to ten? I mean, ten's a nice You know, number. it's funny because uh, in all of our um, presentations, because we've been doing tons of presentations for the, you know, starting about a year ago to all of our government entities and mm-hmm. our partners. And, um, and we've kind of been fudging the number saying, just remember 10, 10, 10. 10 questions, it takes about 10 minutes, it affects your life and the lives of our communities for the next 10 years. So it's really 9, 10, 10, but it's just not as quickly. Yeah, yeah. Somewhere, someone somewhere should have said, sir or ma'am, can't we just add, and I'm telling you, get a response like which tree or cat you would be. And you feel like you've done you know, something. I will get you to find sign the on. suggestions for next year link. And if we don't have one, I'll suggest that we have a suggestions for next decennial link. And we can I have that would be, so that would be a fun that. thing yeah. to publish. What, what, what should we ask? Well, I mean, I imagine. Uh, which Lord of the Rings character you'd be? No. Well, I mean, honestly, I Crockett don't. Or tubs? I, I mean, if we're going to take it as a serious standpoint, person? I think it's it depends Elvis on the what the goal for the country is in the next 10 years on changing some social platforms and then also government agencies because I know the big stink what was it like two years ago a year ago is about if you're undocumented or documented that was question was well, a hot yeah, topic. That, I know that that was a hot button topic and, here but to I mean, ask like, someone if they're I don't really know where the government wants to go in 10 years I think with the corona thing I'm surprised they're like oh I wish this happened before so we could ask important questions about that but I don't know what that's really do you mind well, me asking if that I question really don't know that. if memory serves it was one of the census questions was going to be are you here legal I can't remember mm-hmm. Did that make it onto the census? No, it didn't. It was okay. it was dropped, and um, and historically, historically, most censuses, most decennial censuses, don't ask the census the citizenship question. There have been a few where it was put on and taken off over the years, but it didn't start out with with citizenship questions, and largely, it's not had one. I, I can't tell you statistically the percentage, <laughs> but the thing is, the reasoning is is the goal of the census from from its its addition is an article of the Constitution because it is actually constitutional mandate thank you thomas jefferson um is to count everyone residing here so for example if you have um you know right now yeah it's a it's a residency question who's living here and benefiting from why do we need to know gender and race then for uh if we if it's just residing why can't you just say adults children and then be got be done with it 
Well, that's that. The answer to that is above my pay grade. Um, oh, but um, but really, demographic trouble breakdowns. Now. Yeah, you're going to give me reasoning for that. It's got to follow the same reasoning with this. Well, I'm going to keep it serious, Dick, and I'm going to ask the, the big question: Shouldn't the plural be sensei? Yeah, I'm just well, saying. I, well, no, the big question the, here: the censuses. Yeah, it, it, she. It, cactus, but you know what? Cactus. Then that would really sound like sensei, which is that you know really awesome you know scent. Contraption that you plug in and put melting or things sensei in. because I also live in Japan. Hi, Scotia Nihongo Wakadushimasen. I can also throw the Japanese curveball in the census too. I don't think you can select multiple languages on the well, online that's form, just, but you can try. Well, that's if just, identify as like split personalities. How's that work? You know, I don't think it goes there. Yeah, that's why it does the address. Whichever, whichever one you're you're operating under on April first, that's the one to go with. So or before Chris is now wondering, you said you were working at uh, her NASA. Life I was going to go there. Were you doing the census for extraterrestrials? Is that what was going on? No, I wasn't going to go no, there. We haven't, we haven't gotten there. And my NASA days were long, long ago. But you weren't so doing that. Just, you weren't yeah. counting the stars of. No, you know. I was. I was actually there during the International Space, Space Station building days. Okay. So yeah. You don't know John pay, do you, by any chance? No. He was in the shuttle. Pro- I just, you know. I may have run into People find out I live in England, like, did you know the Johnsons in London? I'm like, no. So I was just, you never I mean, know 11,000 people. I have, I, I have, I know two, two uh, Scottish people. And one day I jokingly asked Angus, yes, Scottish name. I said, I said, hey, you probably, you're Scottish. You might know so-and-so. And he's like, you know, Scotland's sort of a big place. Well, come to find out he does know so-and-so. Their families know each other and they grew up like two miles away from each other. Whoa. And they've both been living here about 10, 15 I bet years. He so, up after that. Yeah. so how does one go from NASA to the Census Bureau? Was that like oh, a long, natural a progression? Long, uh, no, a very long track in between of running my you own know, company. You can work for the census and be years. a felon. Yeah, so. we got to get Chris back yeah. on back on the show. Just that was a long time ago. Yeah. Once the census is over with, we want you to come back on the show because yeah. you're Thank just you. fascinating to talk well, to. I'm him. a real estate agent in real life. All census jobs are temporary. I kind of got called up on this one because you know when you have a Fed background. Um, it's easier to get on with with uh, new Fed jobs, but but all census jobs are temporary. I mean, in fact, for the the jobs that we're hiring for now, they're temporary, but they're also flexible. I, I like to tell people it runs kind of like Uber. Um, if you want to work fifteen hours a week, you say I want to work this day, this day, this day, and they just assign you lanes. Okay. So they're temporary, well, but they are, but in this in these regions, they're paying like eighteen to twenty bucks an hour. This so is every ten years. This is it? every ten years. So the census yeah, is every the national 10 years? census is every ten years. Yeah. Okay, so mm-hmm. I always expect that. Senial. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, really, I mean, there's nine questions, folks. You should get a mailer if you have a mailing address, not a P.O. box. Don't freak out if you don't get it and you have a P.O. box. In a couple of weeks, they'll start. The, and if anything, actually, anyone listening right now can figure it out right now. Just yeah. go online. No, and just what's the online. website and, is? It's 2020census.gov. And that's so C-E-N-S-U-S. C, yeah, 2020census.gov. And right there, it'll say, respond to the census. And you can just click that, enter your code, or click the little thing that says, I don't have a code, enter your address, and you're off and running. Awesome. Are you allowed to pimp your real estate business while you're on the air with us? No, we we can't do that. No pimping. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Yeah, go for it. I'm just kidding. Well, I'm Krista Fabregas with Coldwell Banker Realty over on in Willis. Slow down. Slow down. Go real slow for oh, me. Oh, Krista. Krista Fabregas. <laughs> and what's the realtor? What's the realty company? With Coldwell Banker Coldwell Realty Bank. over in Willis and Montgomery. And um, and I uh, I do a lot of lakefront, but I also specialize in horse properties because I'm a horseback rider and I know oh, all about barns and footing and. Things that, you know, things that are important, like water, buried watering systems and automatic waters and troughs and all the la di My daughter's a horse rider, too, yeah. so there you ride. go. Uh, a big horse named Beauty. Where? 
um, on near Tomball. Is she looking oh. for a house? Is she, yeah. Well, she just turned you 18. Need a, you yeah. need a barn. Yeah, she just turned 18. Um, yeah. Okay, so where can people find you online and stuff? They just look you up, Krista Fabregas? Um, actually, my, um, my, my real estate website is called HoustonHillCountryRealty.com. HoustonHillCountryRealty.com. Yeah. Houston Hill Country Realty, not reality. Yeah. Don't put an eye in there. Yeah, realty. Yeah. Because um, when I moved, I've, I've always been up here. Um, I'm a Houstonian, but, and I, but we moved up here after Harvey. We, we, I always say I floated up here after Harvey because our <laughs> house in Cypress flooded, and I said, that's I thought, it. I thought you flooded down. I want, a, I want a house on the water, not in the water. And so um, we made the move up here. And I'm like, wait a second, it's hilly. I never noticed this. It's wonderful. So I, you know, I call it the Houston Hill Country, and I just love to expound upon it. And the wineries and the breweries and all the cool artsy things that we can't go do right now, but eventually we can. So I'm telling you, the day that this quarantine is lifted. Party. It's going to be. I'm going to live party. exactly it's the same way. Party. Oh, and also, I want to tell you one cool thing about the census that you can also do at 2020census.gov. Hopefully, starting today, the link isn't live yet, or I would have been showing it to you. We actually have a response tracker. So we will be able, it's publicly facing. So anyone in the nation can go in and click on a state, a region, a county, whatever, and see what the response rate is for that area. So I'm kind of trying to institute uh, Montgomery, Polk, Liberty, kind of a five-county-wide challenge of let's see who who can get the best response rate because I'm going to start posting those out. And whoever fills it out gets the most benefits. I would say get a toaster. Yeah, and I can feed all that. You know, know, no, what it is is you get the most benefits back over the next 10 years. now. There Mm -hmm. you go. Yeah, there you go. I want the toaster. It matters. It matters. Because you're short-sighted. I'm just short, dude. I'm just short. You can feel good about yourself. Well, Krista, thank you so much for coming thank in. You guys. You're delighted to have there's, there's really We no, do want you to come back on the no air. No excuse not to fill out to. your census form, folks. You can call today, mm-hmm. visit the website today. You don't need the code. The code Mm-mm. just makes it a little easier. Mm-hmm. So keep an eye out for that code. And thanks to those of you who have already filled it out. Yes. We appreciate it. Please, oh. please do. It. And I will be watching those numbers. I'll watch. Yeah, watching. I don't think we get We don't have to give your phone number to these people, right? Cause no, that, oh, my- actually, no, it asks, it does ask for your phone number um, in case there is a question. Like, for example, one of the, you asked about follow-up questions. Uh, okay. So, you know, if, if we get a response where it says 40 people are living in a house, that can happen. I mean, it can happen to not be you. group quarters. I, I mean, there are, there are places where it happens. But, um, but, but we do ask for a phone number for the reason of if we have a major question, like, do you really have 40 people living here? So oh, it's like that commercial yeah. with the Bob, did you mean to leave a 300% tip at, the store, you know. Ding, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So, idea. Well, thank you so much for coming out. Yeah, fun. well, thank you guys. We really yeah. appreciate it. Go answer your census and, and um, be safe. And make good life choices. Yes. 1035 on the dot here in the Lone Star Studios in Overcast and Rainy, downtown Conroe. We're taking a break, but we are coming back. Don't go away. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning services such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. 
Remember to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on your computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. Lone Star Community Radio broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. Are you interested in learning more about preparing quick, healthy, and safe meals for your family? Would you like to spend time with others learning tips and tricks, along with practicing and tasting nutritious foods? If so, the On the Road to Healthy Living Mobile Cooking School is for you. Call Amy Ressler at Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service at 936-539-7825 to find a class near you or volunteer to host a class. Listen in Mondays at noon to hear Conroe news from local nonprofits, businesses, upcoming events, Conroe Park events, news stories, and information that matters to you with your host, Margie Taylor of Taylorized PR. For more information about being a guest, visit IRLoneStar.com slash Conroe Culture. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's community radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That's Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on the computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. A Lone Star Community Radio, broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. Health Center Southeast Texas is a federally qualified health center. We accept Medicare, Medicaid, and most major private insurances. For our self-pay patients, we have a sliding scale discount program available. Our health centers have qualified providers and staff striving every day to provide the best quality of care to our patients. Services offered are family medicine, behavioral health services, telepsychiatry, and pediatrics. We have four area locations. Look at the Health Center Southeast Texas online at hcset.com. Hey, y'all. It's DJ Mike from Dan Simon, Texas. Join me Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. as I count down the top 10 Texas Red Dirt songs that are packing the dance floor. I'll be featuring local artists and the story behind the hits, shows in the area, as well as new songs that make you want to dance. It's Dance Time in Texas with DJ Mike on Lone Star Community Radio, 104.5 KCZW and 106.1 KZCC. Conroe, Texas, or online, IRLoneStar.com. Take me to the future. 
Hey, thanks for staying with us. Uh, we really appreciate it. You are listening to Dick and Skippy uh, in the mornings, 1040 on the dot. Yeah. It is still rainy outside. It is uh, 72 degrees right now, and it looks like it's going to be rainy all day and all night. So be cautious out there. Uh, don't let the coronavirus kill you. Don't let the slick roads kill you. Make good life choices. I know I was actually, my iPod was playing this song for real, you know, in my. Great song. And uh, I like that it's our theme song. Me too. Y- you chose well. We're princes that one. of the universe. We man. are the princes of the universe. Yeah. That's right. So, Dick, what are you going to be doing after we're off the air today? We got a lot of stuff going on. As you know, we're, we apply to be a nonprofit. So soon you'll be, or actually today, I guess we can accept donations and stuff. And uh, I'm working on that. Mm hmm. And then I'm hoping that this wall doesn't bring us down. So Right. So, yeah, if, you, if you're bored, swing on by. Now, it's like, it's like I told my mother, who does have COPD, I'm keeping my distance from her best I can. I know she's going stir crazy. And I told her, well, you don't really go out a lot anyway, so I think it's more just the idea you can't go out. But then I told her, you can go out. Just don't, you know, hit the mall or something. Go out for a drive. She's not much of a walker, and I can appreciate that. But, you know, if, if people are going bonkers, you can still – Head out, get to a public place with yeah. a lot of space between you, and just use your best judgment. That's my thought. You, you know, we can hunker down without the world coming I, to an people's end. People's lifestyles are different. I yes. mean, I don't have a house full of kids and have to entertain them. And yeah, to I me, mean, I can't. I, I FaceTimed my sister last night, and mm-hmm. she, uh, you could hear the kids going nuts, and she's just like, yeah. It's been like, she's a teacher, so she knows. And she's like, it's just been like this. Well, I'm telling you, hopefully teachers will be able to relish the fact that a lot of parents who think their children can do no wrong are suddenly realizing how demonic their children are. And um, maybe maybe that'll change. Because I do feel for the teachers. I have some friends who are teachers whose their hands are tied. When it comes to administering well, I know discipline. Well, Willis, I see, they're working out. And from what I understand, reading uh, and talking to some of the people working in the, the ISDs, is Mondays they're really going to start rolling out like curriculum, figuring it out mm-hmm. and figuring out, especially for because each grade's a little different. Woodlands uh, High School is doing that. I've been getting emails saying yeah. that by Monday they hope to have basically a full mm-hmm. curriculum online uh, for the for the kiddos. And yeah, I I wish we could get on that. I want to teach something. What do you want to teach? What do you want to teach some kids? I teach English or theater. I mean, I think we should uh, or French teach them how to protect their assets and how to run the game. There you go. Yeah, I have, I have some very strong educational thoughts. But some, now, something about this coronavirus, I think we're going to be feeling the after effects for a long time in 10,000 little ways. For instance, even if my daughter, she's in her final semester of school, of high school right now, let's say that right now she has enough credits to graduate. There's not going to be a graduation ceremony for her, like, come the normal yeah, time. Yeah, well, they'll figure that out. Uh, they, they will, but just they're going to be, there's going to be I didn't want to go to mine, so, I mean, I, I imagine. Well, see, I've never walked a stage in England. There was no graduation, no, per se. Well, the thing that always upset me about, because I graduated once, uh, was they did it after after school was done. So I'm like, why would I care about doing anything more with this school? Like, I have no motivation. Oh, it's like after uh, I left university and I still get hit hit up for donations it's like no nah, you got enough of my money when i was a student because yeah, i mean i you did walk from me. college because that was a big deal to my parents so i was like okay i'll stay but like again like i was going like well why in high school especially in high school i was like why do i care like i'm done i'm out of here it. so i get it but i would like very much unless she's like, like a valid my daughter and she's give a speech i was nothing man no nah, i'm telling you when my son graduated and it, that was uh one of the my life's perfect days. Who's he, Val Victorian? 
No. But I got me and my family and his mother and her family. We're all one big happy family that day. And it was, you know, I think everybody gets like half a dozen perfect days in their life where just everything just is Every cool. day is a perfect day. Yeah, well, that, that was one of them. I, I look back on that day with a lot of fondness. Okay. And so I'd like to see that again, you know, with my daughter. Uh, watch her cross the, the, the stage, do the tassel thingy, yeah. get her diploma, and then go back to what she was doing, <laughs> writing her stories and doing her computer animation and yeah, studying I, bird doctory. Well, I mean, I think the schools, I know uh, Tim Harkrider from uh, Willis ISD said that was one of the, his biggest, because he has a senior son, and he was like, we got we to gotta make it work because it's an important day for a lot of people, especially in Willis. So he's just like, we're going to figure it out. They're like, they're working on it. I think that's what's really important. I mean, he came in with full Willis gear on. I'm like, oh, you're still wearing that? You don't have to. <laughs> I mean, but he's, you know, the motivation behind this, I wouldn't necessarily call it a crisis crisis, but they're working on it. Yeah. And they're going to communicate with the families, and they're going to, my, from my understanding, they're going to try to offer the best curriculum they can with the tools they have. They even contacted the studio about using the studio and because we have a back studio that you can film and live broadcast and stuff. And I was like, yeah, we're here. We're here for whatever you guys want because this is it's sudden and you need a good space and we're already set up. So at least you can learn what to do and then you can implement it at home or those kind of things. There we go. Because you know, especially being a teacher, I think the remote stuff to me is – there's different strategies you have to apply to be able to cons- like basically be uh, be good at it to actually get through to the child. Because I know me, if I'm at home and I'm sitting there and I'm on a hangout call or whatever, I am not paying attention. I'm on a computer. I'm going to be doing, I'm doing 20 million different things. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know how that would work for me, but I think some students will work well. And uh, one thing I learned a lot because some of my classes were online is – my online demeanor comes off as a little bit of a jerk, and I'm joking around a lot. But when you're online posting stuff and commenting, like people That's are like, gotta "Who is this butthead? Who is yeah. this butthead?" Just like, do winky faces at the end of everything you say. That ought to forget. Yeah, I guess. Make it forgettable. I don't know. I mean, there was some teachers. That I remember getting a That's phone call why I prefer from a teacher. Like, hey, verbal wow. communication because I can come across again as as a real poopy head in the written word if I'm not careful. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, that's. But we're planning on being back here on Monday yeah. until the government says we can't come in. And we want to keep on bringing uh, some expert guests, whether they're, they're they're phoning in like Congressman Brady or they come in. Like I think our, if the government told me I couldn't come in, I'm still going to. Still going to do it? I mean, no one's but We here. could always Skype into the station, you know. Yeah. But we do. Uh, we did, you do ever, did you get that nuclear fallout shelter built so we can do it from there? I can't or say 75 feet. And they're like, I was reading that there used to be old data center here. That was built in Montgomery as like a last resort kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if anyone listening knows what I'm talking about. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I've, I've heard rumors. That's where uh-huh. it's a data center now, but it was like an underground, you know, multi million dollar bunker thing. Yeah. And of course, Montgomery would get it. I would just want to buy Hobbiton. If you, you know, Lord of the Rings yeah, or where the Hobbits there. are, yeah. I want Bag End. I, I want to live in Bag End. I, I, I would. I think buy that in, in New heartbeat. Zealand in general would be pretty cool. Well, you know, they still have the village there. It's like a tour yeah. thing. I, man, I would buy that in a heartbeat if I had that much money. But if... Uh, Why don't you just build your own? If you have that kind of money? Because... I, it's not a fully operation. Bilbo and Frodo lived in Bag End. I don't want to build a cheap replicant. Why well, would want... be cheap? You, I mean, I bet the money you could spend on buying that property 
you could build your own but better because it's not a fully operational. I think the only thing that's operational there is the uh, the inn. I forget what the inn's called. Uh, like the where they have the tavern and stuff. I think that's the only like everything else is just a door and into dirt. Like if you open the door, it's dirt. Oh, that's just stupid. So yeah, you're an idiot for you're an to buy idiot. That. So watch Dick and I go head to head and on Monday. No, seriously, do um, come back with us on Monday. We're going to be on the air as much as humanly possible. Uh, we like to joke around and stuff, but we do like to also to inform and educate and as well as entertain. If you want to be a guest or mm-hmm. if you know a business or anything that needs to get a word out, dickandskippy at gmail.com. 936-228-9368. I'm going to fill out my census this weekend. I think I'm going to do it, that's, too. That's my only to-do list. <laughs> I think that's what's really kind of getting people worried about the scenario is, like, they don't really – got to be productive. So there's got to be stuff you could do at the home. I know, like, this weekend, uh, Holly really wants me to set up my garage where all all the station's extra equipment because we're trying to clean it all up. And I have a bunch of stuff. So I've, we've got shelves to put up. i got a bunch of stuff to organize uh, especially the next push for the nonprofit, you know, that kind of stuff. And uh, that's what I mean. That's on my to-do list is clean the house, get that cool. organized for her. And then... Uh, Sounds good. I'm yeah. going to give a shout out to some of our vocal listeners today, including Jay and Nick. Thanks for, for piping up. And all of you other listening in, quiet though you may be, we really appreciate your support in tuning into us. Okay. You ready to sign out? You ready? You done? I think we're you about ready done. Anything we'd say beyond this is just going to be superfluous to hear the sounds of our yeah, voice. that's... The nightmare I live in. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, thank you so much for tuning in. You've been listening to Dick and Skippy on Lone Star Community Radio, IRLoneStar.com. Don't forget, all shows are recorded for our podcasts on Google Play and Apple, and then, of course, our YouTube channel, Facebook. And then, uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much where you can watch it and listen to it. And all there that we stuff. go. So, we want to say a special thanks to our guests today and our uh, listeners chiming in. Chime, chiming in. Uh, don't forget, U.S. Census, you can fill it out today. So, get on that. And uh, try not to get caught if you're trying to do uh, something wrong. I don't know how you can. That's one question I want to ask. How do you do something wrong on it? Uh, But especially thanks to Kevin Brady calling in earlier, answering some questions. Uh, Hopefully we'll get him back on uh, in the coming weeks to update us because I think it was good information. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it sounds like wrapping that up is pay attention to Montgomery County commissioners. They're the court for information. Yeah, commissioner's court, CDC, FDA, which really surprised me. But, yeah, it makes sense. So there there you you go. go. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in, Dick and Skibby. We'll see you later.